The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. I've just received this message. Gary says, thankfully, the rain delays in the traffic keep me in the car for Rolene's report. Well, Gary, here she is joining us from Israel, our correspondent, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Welcome aboard. And, uh, yeah, seeing you very popular (laughs) in the rain. (laughs) Well, can I just send a big virtual hug to Gary Mm-hmm. Uh, and to all the people who send me such uh, lovely messages, Gary, stay safe in the traffic uh, despite the rain, and I send you a big virtual hug. Oh, that's very sweet of you, Rolene. <laughs> Gary, I hope you enjoy that, and take care as you drive out there in the wet conditions. Right now, Rolene, let's discuss Saudi normalization talks. The minister visits a delegation in Ramallah. Well, there has been so many interesting things happening the last couple of days. We really are starting to see not just the rhetoric around Saudi normalization, but we're starting to see movement on the ground as well. So yesterday we had quite a historic day with the first Israeli minister to visit Saudi. So this is our Minister of Tourism, Chaim Katz. He's visiting Riyadh with a delegation. They are attending the UN Tourism Organization Conference. And what has been very, very interesting is that in the opening comments that his Saudi counterpart made today, he said... Uh, there is a delegation here for the first time, and I hope they are well-received, welcome. So that is something, you know, quite extraordinary. Uh, I spoke to you yesterday about the Prime Minister's speeches at the United Nations and how for the first time this was not only broadcast in Saudi, but the mm-hmm. Saudi representative sat in the plenary for the duration of the, the speech. And we have the newly appointed uh, Saudi ambassador to uh, Ramallah. This is the first time a, uh, that Saudis have been in Ramallah since the signing of the Oslo Accords 30 years ago. So this is the newly sworn in Nayef al-Sudari. He presented his credentials yesterday. Uh, we don't have too much about what he's talking about. He has spoken about a two-state solution. Uh, I, I wonder how that was received mm-hmm. by Mahmoud Abbas. But very interesting uh, occurrence today. Uh, he declined to go to the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Now, the Al-Aqsa Mosque, as many of you know, is one of the holiest sites in Islam and is really a a flashpoint. Whatever happens on the Al-Aqsa affects billions of Muslims uh, around the world, uh, which is why we talk about maintaining the status quo. Mm -hmm. The status quo means a a situation of quiet. So he declines to visit, and uh, this has been noted by the Palestinians who have expressed their concerns on social media that this means that we are seeing more of a move towards normalization. And last week we had that uh, incredible interview on Fox News with the Crown Prince uh, of Saudi MBS mm-hmm. saying, you know, in English, giving the interview in English saying, every day we are getting closer and closer. Well, let's see how that materializes, Rolin. Uh, looking forward to bringing them on board and Israel's quest for peace in the Middle East and let those efforts continue. Let's look at the fallout from the Yom Kippur clashes. Now, there's so much, uh, so much transpired here, unfortunately. 
it has been very, very distressing to see what happened on Sunday night. So just to recap, an organization called Rosh Yehudi organized a, an open space for Yom Kippur prayers vote for Kul Nidra. And the Tel Aviv municipality, as well as the High Court, said, because this is a public space, please don't put up a mechitza, please don't separate mm. the genders. They then proceeded to put up this mechitza, which... Uh, attracted protesters uh, uh, who, who actually got quite ugly with it saying you know that this was shameful and this is infringing on, on women's rights and a scuffle broke out and it got violent. Now we have seen quite a bit of fallout yesterday National Security Minister Itamar Ben-Gavir tweeting out mm-hmm. that he intends to, to pray there tomorrow night and he dares anarchists, very unhelpful wording, to try and uh, stop him. Last night, the prime minister said to him, you need to, you know, cool down the, the language. You, you need to, to dial down the flames. Uh, just a short while ago, uh, he announced that he's cancelling the prayer rally that uh, he had planned for tomorrow night. Uh, he, uh, he says that, you know, he had vowed to resist heavy pressure to cancel the rally. Now, Ben Gavir is a very, very provocative, uh, personality here in, in Israel. Um, we, we've heard some very strong language coming from the opposition today, actually calling for him to be fired because of his lack of attention or, or lack of willingness to do anything about rising violence in, in the Arab community. Five people were killed today. And um, wow. uh, with regards to this rally, the leader of the opposition, Yair Lapid, called on protesters to stay away. Let's, let's not have a repeat performance of what we had on Sunday night. Uh, and the mayor of Tel Aviv, Ron Huldai, actually saying, you know, that if this uh, carries on, mm, the situation mm. carries on, he will um, not allow Rosh Yehudi to hold any more events. Rosh Yehudi, on the other hand, have been quite emphatic about distancing themselves from Otzma Yehudi, from uh, Itamar Ben-Gavir, uh, saying, you know, there are some who, who are trying to align us with Ben-Gavir. Please know we are not involved or aligned with him at all. Another wait-and-see situation. Let's see how things transpire into tomorrow, Roland. What will we be talking about then? For now, the IDF has struck more targets, the 11th night of unrest in Gaza. Yes, so we've had uh, now nearly two weeks of riots along the border with Gaza. Now, you know, if you've seen the footage, it is quite uh, horrific, setting fire to tires, creating uh, an ecological situation, uh, violent clashes, at least 11 Palestinians have been um, injured as a result of this. Hamas are trying to encourage more and more Gaza civilians to protest, to riot along the border. Some say that they're doing it uh, deliberately to try and put some pressure on Qatar, who have withheld um, their funding towards Hamas. We've also seen, which we haven't seen in a long time, is the use or the the flying of incendiary balloons, Mm -hmm. uh, also condoms. 
uh, I'm not kidding you, yes, they, they use hmm. condoms as well, um, filled with helium attached to Molotov, Molotov cocktails so that when they do burst, when they do land, they set fire to Israeli agricultural uh, natural reserve land. We have had firefighters in the south uh, battling blazes earlier today. This is uh, arson terror. It also creates an ecological disaster. So uh, a very, very difficult situation along the border with Gaza as well. Roland, let's uh, round off with a feel-good for a change. Israel now part of the U.S. visa waiver program. Take us through that. Very, very welcome news. Uh, we've been waiting for for this for a while. Uh, I'll read to you from the statement just issued by uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu. He says, today we are marking an important and happy moment for all citizens of Israel. Israel has been designated into the U.S. visa waiver program at long last. This will save considerable time, money and bother for Israelis. Whoever wants to visit the U.S. will no longer need to wait months just to receive an appointment. Um, only about 40 countries have visa exemptions, and now Israel has joined the list. And he thanks uh, President Biden. He thanks the Secretary of State, the Secretary of Homeland Security, Alejandro Mayorkas, and the former Ambassador, uh, Thomas Knight, for, for their efforts, as well as our National Security Advisor, Tahi um, Hanekbi, who has worked very, very hard on this. But, yeah, Israelis will no longer need a visa. This uh, We don't have an exact date when this will take effect. Mm-hmm. It is expected before the 30th of November. Roland, on that note, say hi to Sir Barkalot in the background from myself, Gary. Gary says, thank you, Rolls. I say thank you, Roland. I, Great chatting to you I'm this telling afternoon. you, this dog knows when we're on air. <laughs> yes. Waits for it. That's why I'm, I've decided to christen him. He's Sir Barkalot now. I think that's Sir very appropriate. Writer. Roland, excellent, wonderful chatting to you this afternoon. Thank you so much for your Updates on this Wednesday afternoon. Rolling Marks joining us on the line, giving us the latest on what's happening in the Holy Land.